Hi guys. I have some fun on here. I'm gonna suck your fucking dick. Fuck yeah. All right, and welcome to the Totally Inappropriate Radio Show here on the Skyhawk After Dark Radio Network. I did that in honor of Toby Keith. That was my jingle in honor of Toby. How about you? What you got? What you got today? Nothing in honor of Toby Keith, unfortunately. Well, what's your what's your jingle? Skyhawk after dark. Voice like an angel. So right. sexy. I want to fuck you right now. Just hearing you say that. All right. How about you, Booth? Let's go to the booth. Where's your jingle? <laughs> It's a laugh. That's not a jingle. I'm sorry, Miss Skyhawk. I am for real. Oh, she's put some fucking soul into it today. <laughs> Shit. As much soul as she has. Oh. oh fuck off. Got called a white bitch. <laughs> At least Damn. mine was original. <laughs> it wasn't. It was after a song. It's taken from a song. What was yours from? I made it up. Yeah, it's the same one every week. <laughs> she, what the fuck? All right, so if you guys didn't know, if you're brand new to the show because you've been living under a rock, you've never heard this fucking show before. I don't know who hasn't fucking heard this show. I mean, fuck Joe Rogan. He's a piece of shit anyway. So anyway, I am Kimber, the living legend, Kimber Haven. I I don't really have to say my last name. Everyone knows it. I'm an icon. Fucking amazing. What? Don't you? I will slap your eyes back in alignment. You roll that shit at me. Mm. All right. But anyway, who who do I got over there with the eye rolls? My co-host. I have to say something first. Oh, God. Happy birthday, Rodney. Uh, we will do birthday announcement. We I was going to do that. I was going to do that after the intros. I don't trust The show you. hasn't started. I don't trust you. But since anyway. you fucked everything up, yeah, happy birthday, Rodney. Jesus Christ. Damn, Lexi. Well, see, I don't have to say who I am now because everybody <laughs> knows. fucking introduce you. Introduce me. Yeah, introduce you. I'm me. <laughs> I'm me. I'm Lexus. How'd you get this fucking job again? Because you're fucking useless over there. Thanks. You're the world's most useless fucking I'm try- co-host. I'm trying to get fired. <laughs> you're the world's Can most useless fucking co-host. At least Andy Richter is good for something, you know? <laughs> Fuck. Oh, I'm not good for anything? Ed McMahon? Shit. Where's my fucking decent sidekick? <laughs> I don't need to be a sidekick. Is there more that goes with that sentence? Because I felt like you left me hanging. I don't need to be a sidekick. I'm plenty all by myself. Thank you very much. Oh, yeah. I can tell by your energy level. You are pumped to be here. Oh, okay. So when the show's over with, you're going to put it up? You can put it up? I I, I, I bring the thunder. Mm-hmm. 
You bring the, the you wouldn't like, even know what to do. I bring the thunder. You bring the like like uh, silent deadly fart. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just saying. All right, let's. Okay, okay. Yeah, you better move on. Oh, okay. All right, let's go to the booth. What's up there in the booth? You have Raven Rocks. Isn't that the like Pornhub thing? Yeah. Oh, okay. Yeah, they kicked all my videos off their site. Fuck them. <laughs> they removed me from Pornhub. Fuck Pornhub. Fucking purge me, motherfuckers. You know, you have issues with a lot of people. You ever I wonder? Do. You I ever do. wonder if it's you? Oh, I know it's me when it's my content because I get kicked off of everywhere. Fucking uh, lucky for me, I, I discovered loyal fans. They haven't they haven't come after me at all. I lo- I'm fucking loyal to loyal fans now. Fuck. Every other fucking site I, boots my ass off. They're, they're like, your content's gross. It's icky. It's too naughty. Fuck you. I thought we were making porn, motherfuckers. Didn't know we were fucking making rom-coms. Thought we were making raunchy ass fucking porno is legal and consensual. What more do you want? Fuck. Just because the subject matter is taboo, fuck off. It's porn. Every subject matter is is fucking taboo and porn. Have you even seen the categories on these sites? Jesus fucking Christ. Some people are into some weird ass shit. Just saying. Mm-hmm. Well, I'm I'm gonna I'm gonna do a little experiment here. What? I just pulled up Pornhub, and I'm going to type your name. Uh, they purged all my shit. They took all my shit down. Yeah, that they sent me a notice of that. Well, I typed Kimber Haven, and I'm seeing a lot of vaginas. Yeah, I told you. <laughs> X-Hamster still loves me. I still have a lot of love on X-Hamster. That thing's still around? Fuck you. <laughs> <laughs> like, well, this site loves me. They're like, wow, really? That antique? Fuck. Weren't you giving it away for free on there? Yes. <laughs> yes. That's why they love you. Fuck. You, you know, I need to get some co- a new co-host. If there's anybody listening that wants a fucking job, Jesus Christ. Fuck you, bitches. So anyway, uh, we always start the segment with dead news. Yes. Toby Keith passed. Stomach Toby, cancer. Stomach cancer. And how old was Toby Keith? I believe he was 67. 67. I wonder if he's saying, how do you like me now? I saw one of his last interviews. He kind of looked like skeleton Toby Keith. Oh, poor Toby. Oh, I was wrong. He was 62. Damn, that's pretty young. Mm -hmm. Okay, okay, all right. Oh, that's fucked up. Let's talk. Let's talk about Toby Keith because we got Rodney and and Black in, in the fucking chat room. They're not going to shoot about Toby. They're like fucking Toby Keith. He should have been a cowboy. So anyway, what are your feelings about Toby? You know, I saw him in concert a really, really long time ago. I was living in Florida at the time. Uh, I think I was just freshly out of the military. Um, And he was good in concert. He was good. But I recently pulled away because I just assumed that, that he was MAGA. So did I. And um, I was completely wrong. I don't have much respect for the guy. Why? Because my sister also saw him in concert. My sister is, um, she's not an ugly, she's not an ugly girl. 
And she was able to get backstage passes. Okay. And Toby Keith hit on her. And she said, I'm married. And Toby Keith said, so? So you're saying he was just a guy? <laughs> yeah, I mean, that's... that's. Yeah, that, that, that doesn't make him a bad guy. But I think what Lex is talking about is I also assumed he was MAGA because he did a concert for Trump. At, in the uh, over over in the Middle East, they Trump went down there and brought Toby Keith for a concert for the troops. So I always thought because of his music, you know, we'll put a boot in your ass. That he was hardcore MAGA. Well, check this out. He attended Obama's inauguration and stood uh, and cried when Obama was inaugurated. He was upfront about gay marriage equality. He didn't back down from his redneck uh, roots, and he says, I don't have a problem with gay people. If they want to get married, they should be able to. So he was very outspoken about it. But I typed in Toby Keith transgender to try to find out if he's ever said anything bad in any way against transgender people, which he never did. And I always assumed that he was going to be maggot to the core, but it turns out he was very progressive. And he even did an interview where he says, I just don't understand how you uh, you have to be a Republican just to be in country music. And he, he was not MAGA. He, he was actually an Obama supporter and he was actually a very progressive guy, but he had this persona because of his music where everyone thought he was this redneck fucking cousin fucker that hated See, fucking that, all, all non-whites. kind of goes against a story that I heard where he was at Willie Nelson's birthday party concert where he passed Chris Christopherson and made a comment to Chris Christopherson about, he, they said hi in passing, and he told Chris none of that lefty shit as Good. he was passing by him. Good. Chris Christopherson <laughs> is the country Bono. <laughs> fuck Chris. I I am proud of fucking Toby for telling him to go fuck himself. Chris Christopherson is the fucking Bono of country music. <laughs> he has been the most soapbox, preachy motherfucking activist since the very beginning. He has been a country activist more than a goddamn singer named one fucking song he ever did. And I guarantee you can't. I guarantee she can't. Everyone knows who Chris Christopherson is, but nobody knows his shitty music because he never did anything good other than fucking preach. Preach. He is the motherfucker time, uh, spokesperson that's speaking out for fucking... That's what Disney's doing. He's all about the Disney shit. He is fucking... <laughs> when, when Toby Keith says, keep your left shit away from me, he's talking about keep your fucking politically correct activist ass the fuck away from me because you're going to get offended at everything i fucking say you fucked hard and i hate maga with a core uh, with with uh you know a passion however i hate those woke tards as just as much fucking hate those actors if if i look at anyone's profile and they say my preferred pronouns are they oh, them that. he him she her i'm like fuck off Fuck you. Fucking hate that shit. God, there is a line. Why can't you be normal in this fucking country anymore? Why you got to be an extreme fucking big, bigot fucking redneck idiot? Or you got to be a fucking woke activist fucking saying, oh, uh, you know, 
we got to make everybody a different gender in movies. We, we got to make men horrible and women great. That'll solve the world's problems by ruining all the fucking movies. <laughs> fucking hate those motherfuckers. Well, I was having a discussion with someone today who is more right-leaning than I am, and he thought, because he's right-leaning, I won't say he's MAGA, but he's right-leaning. He listens to the show. So he'll probably hear this. But he said, I was an enigma because I was trans, but I'm also into guns and that I'm not extremely on the the woke side. And he said it was it was weird. And uh, that's what I told him, that I'm not like, well. We, extremely woke and we land in the middle where every yeah, where most yeah, of us do exactly and we're allowing the few fucking right fucktards and the few fucking left fucktards to speak for everybody because they have more twitter accounts yeah. and the majority of us are in the fucking middle see i don't know okay the fucking republicans are taking my human rights away but the woke tards, they took Star Wars away from me. And I don't know what's worse. <laughs> I don't know what the fuck is worse. Ruining everything I enjoy on my fucking off time or saying I can't go to a goddamn bathroom. Who the fuck is worse here? Th- this person, th- these woke tards are attacking literally everything I enjoy in life. And, and, you know, and coming after me on my porn all the fucking time. I watched a video today so I could be more Star Wars um, literate. And uh, they, this guy was talking about how the first three were more like a soap opera, not really science fiction. But he said everything since then has been catered towards children. How it's do you just- feel about that? I, I feel like this country is mostly where we're at and there's a few on both sides that are screaming louder than everybody else and drowning out the majority of us who are like, stop this fucking bullshit. We're fucking tired of these games. We're tired of the fucking left games. We're tired of the fucking right games. Fuck you both. Most of us just want to live a normal fucking life. We don't want to worship at the altar of Donald fucking Trump, and we don't want to worship at the fucking altar of PC correctness. We want you both go fuck yourself. And most of us fall there. Well, it's like we talked about this a while back. Dave Chappelle, when he had when he got all that shit about talking about trans people, and for a minute I kind of jumped on the bandwagon, but then I was like, before I get upset. I need to watch this. And then I watched it and I was like, you know what? Yeah. It was fucking funny. I had absolutely (laughs) zero problem with what Dave Chappelle said about transgender people. However, I did have a big fucking problem with him kissing Elon's ass. Don't you are Dave motherfucking Chappelle. Don't you fucking kiss this rich white boy's ass. I didn't see that. I lost so much fucking respect for Dave when he was kissing a right white man's ass just because he's the richest man in the world. Don't fucking kiss his ass. He's a piece of shit Nazi who has so many uh, fucking lawsuits against his company for racism against black people and calling them the M-word. And you have him up on stage singing his fucking praises? Fuck you, Dave. Fuck you. You stand for something. Don't be a fucking race traitor and fucking kiss the ass of the richest guy in the world that fucking is calling black people N-word and running a Nazi propaganda machine. Fuck. Fuck Elon. 
You know who's not kissing his ass and, and is pissed off? Yeah. John Oliver. Uh, <laughs> yeah, John, uh, it, you know, John Oliver, uh, wh- what was it? Steve well, Colbert. Colbert did the Colbert. special on Toby Keith mm-hmm. where he had a personal relationship with Toby Keith. And you know how progressive he is. Well, he was, he did a big show about how Toby wasn't the man everyone thought he was. And he, he showed a lot of inside things about how progressive he was. So Got me in the feels. Yeah, got you in the feels. Yeah, but as far as your sister, him wanting to bang your sister, if she was hot, that's called being a dude. I'm sorry. If if men weren't like that, I wouldn't have a career. Men don't. Men join my fucking site and watch my porn behind their woman's back. I know that. If men weren't fucking dogs... I wouldn't be here. I am grateful that all men are fucking dogs. That's why I have a career. So when when you say, yeah, he he was trying to fuck and she said no and he he got all, well, yeah, fuck, go for it, man. Keep men being men. Yeah. Do you know how many married women he's had just because he was Toby Keith? Yeah. I mean. How do you like me now? Now that I'm on my way. I'm shocked you know the song. Fucking Toby Keith was everywhere. No more solo cups for him, though. Yeah, I know. That is a great party song, though. <laughs> I just got to say that. That's a fucking great drinking party song. <laughs> okay, so um, The Beekeeper. Have you guys seen this trailer? Oh my it God. came yes. up on my YouTube, but okay. I have not I mean, watched it. I love him, but I have no inclination to watch for that. For all of our listeners, I'm going to tell you exactly everything about the beekeeper it's a jason statham movie but he's a beekeeper that's it It, it's it's jason statham except instead of a transporter beekeeper (laughs) he's the beekeeper he keeps bees but then he goes out and whoops everybody's ass but yeah it's basically the -the run-of-the-mill carbon copy jace is crank with bees it, it's, it's the transporter every, it's with every bees. Every Jason Statham movie. Every once in a while, they throw a scene in there of him tending bees. But other than that, you have seen this fucking movie. Fuck you, Jason Statham. He has the the least range of an actor I have ever fucking seen because Sylvester Stallone can do some dramatic shit. I've even seen Sylvester try to do comedy poorly, but he tried. We, I, I don't know. Some of the stuff that he does on his new show is like pretty what? funny. What? Um, what was it show called? Uh, Tulsa King. Some of the shit he does is pretty funny. What do you mean? Oh, you mean Sylvester Stallone? That's not who I'm fucking talking about. Oh, I thought you were talking about Sylvester Stallone. That's who I thought you were talking about too. You just said he tried stand up. What? You said he tried stand up. When you were saying he tried to be funny. Yeah. Okay. Now I'm. I was just. uh, I was just uh, talking about Sylvester Stallone's example. Let's talk about Jason Statham fuckwads. About how he has no range. He can't be funny. I've seen Sylvester Stallone be funny. Did you not hear anything I said? Because I literally said Sylvester Stallone at least has range. He can be dramatic. He can be funny. Jason Statham has zero range. Now you know what it feels like. All all Jason Statham does is show up on screen, kick somebody in the face, go, you know me. Isn't he too old to be doing that shit now? How old is he? Like in his 50s. Not too old to be sexy. Ugh. His balding fucking British accent ass. You shut your mouth. <laughs> All he's going to do. Uh, okay. 
I, I don't. Th- I don't find him sexy. I'm, I don't. I'm going to make a. I'm going to make a prediction here. I didn't ask you to find him sexy. I'm going to make a prediction. He's too short for me. The beekeeper. Yes, we all know everybody has to be eight feet tall for you. The to beekeeper find him sexy. is going to be about him. His hobby is tending bees. Okay, this is going to be the whole movie. He's going to show up. He's going to kick somebody in the face and go. You know me. And the end. Roll credits. That's it. And he'll still make a shitload of well, money. Well, I mean, it. he's had some questionable movies, like The Meg and The Meg 2. <laughs> Who's Felicia Rashad? Who the fuck is that? Um, she and Black the- says, saw Beekeeper movie two weeks ago. God, he spent his money on that. Jesus fucking Christ. Good seeing Felicia Rashad. Don't know who the fuck that is. She sounds She's familiar. the wife on um, The Huxtables. Huxtables? The Cosby Show. Oh. Uh, she was the mom. I didn't watch that fucking Claire? white person shit. Claire Huxtable? Yeah. I didn't watch that white person shit. That was, that was oh, we're going to put blacks on TV, but we're going to whiten them up. We're going to make them the whitest blacks you have ever seen in your life. That way, even white people will watch this show. Because they won't feel threatened by black people. Because these black people are the whitest black people you have ever seen. That's all the Cosbys were. They were like, hey, look, we're a white, rich family, but we're played by black actors. Theo, ain't no black man that lame. Ain't no (laughs) black man that fucking lame. That was a white boy. He Theo was 100% fucking white boy. That was a white-ass show. That was fucking a white-ass fucking show, sitcom, played by black actors. What show in the 90s that had a black family wasn't literally... Different world. Oh, Jesus. Bam. I watched this shit. You think I'm not you. I'm not fucking white. Don't don't judge because my skin is white that I am fucking white. You are so fucking white, you would ask that question. But yeah, there were a lot of fucking shows. Family Matters. That that were not fucking white bread shit that showed more true Mm -hmm. to life fucking black culture. Did you ever even watch Martin? Yes, I did watch Martin. Well, then why are you asking me if there were any 90s shows that were more geared towards actual black audience? Because who the fuck is a black person can relate with a goddamn thing on the Cosby show? You know Good what? Times. You know what? Yeah, I didn't, well, that was more 70s. I didn't have time to watch TV in the 90s because I was, you know, doing shit instead of just staying home. What are you talking about? I was busy at, like, track practice and wrestling and shit. I didn't just stay home all day. Doing white shit? Oh, fuck you. <laughs> yeah, doing real fuck fucking you. white shit. Jesus Christ. I was an athlete. Oh, I was totally doing track practice <laughs> when I wasn't playing beer pong with the other child's mom. I'm not even going to mention snowboarding. <laughs> oh, Jesus fucking Christ. You, you are the most white person. CM Black says, different world with black, black. Martin with black, black. The fact is, I, w- I would almost even... Yeah, I know I was born white, but Lexus tell you, I'm not very white. No, you're and, not. And when I would watch the Cosby show, I'd get almost aggressively annoyed thinking, who the fuck is this show for? 
There is no black person in America can, that can relate to this goddamn fucking show. Not one goddamn black person, except maybe Uncle Tom Clarence Thomas, can fucking relate to this shit. I'm not very, very white or up on white culture either. And yesterday, some girl at work asked me something. She's like, do you like pork and beans? So, or beanie weenies. Is pork and beans. Pork and beans. Beanie weenies. I said, I don't know. I've never had them. She's like, well, it's it's a staple. I said, no. My mom actually <laughs> made beans from scratch, and we had beans Grew all the time. for the earth. So, no, I don't know what that is. See, I know beanie weenies, but it wasn't because I'm white. It was because I was in the military, and you would take that shit out to the field with you as snacks when you were out in the field. So it is a white person. Thing. It's not white. <laughs> It's military. She's like, it totally isn't. Like, we would have that and Vienna sausages. Yes, you took Vienna oh sausages out to the so field, white. too. Oh, that's, that's like disgusting. the white person shit. Oh, my God. No, it's shit you took out into the field the, the because fact that you I, didn't get fed enough when you were out there. The fact that I just mentioned the whitest thing I could, and you said, yeah, yeah, I, I've had lots of those. I have not eaten beanie weenies or Vienna sausages since I was in the military. I don't know. Meat out of a can just sounds gross. Oh, gross. <laughs> it was you know, disgusting. First of but all, I thought it was gross before you put it in that context. <laughs> when you're in the bush and there's nothing else to eat, you're happy to have that shit. And Kimber's been in plenty of bushes. It's stuff that <laughs> uh, yeah. well, doesn't, not, doesn't... Actually, not that many bushes. Ew. <laughs> not that many, actually, really. <laughs> It doesn't have to be refrigerated, so you took it to the field. It fit in your rucksack, and you didn't have I to mean, worry about it going bad. That's something to be said, though. If it if meat doesn't have to be refrigerated, well, it's there's canned. An issue. It's canned. So, but, but I'm going to be in some bush soon. Lex has been having sex dreams about me. <laughs> mm-hmm. There's no bush. There's no fucking bush. <laughs> have you been keeping up on it? Mine's landscaped, thank you very much. Right, have you been oh, keeping yes. up on it? You have? Yes. I told oh. her, I was telling her last night. We need a break from the dogs then. I had a dream the other night that I walked into a room and she was smoking crack. Oh, God. <laughs> well, because Lexus has known me as two entirely different people, because we've been <laughs> together forever. The first obvious question when she says I was fucking her in a dream. Oh, I know what's yeah, coming. Is... <laughs> Who was fucking you in the dream? <laughs> and she said, it was weird. You both were. What? Explain. What, what is there to explain? Everything. Was it a threesome? No, was it, no yeah. it was not a threesome. It changed in, in the middle. Whoa. So I, so I would just like <laughs> transform into different people yeah. throughout. That's no. like some like poltergeist shit. I always have weird dreams like that where things just fucking change. <clears throat> You'd think it was like a fever dream or some shit. So I, I wanted to to uh, discuss the best um, the best punch I ever threw in my fucking life. Every and, and Lexus missed it, but I was fortunate enough that my son got to see the best punch I had ever thrown in my whole fucking life. It was so it was a thing of beauty. Oh, yeah, I went inside. Yeah, as much as I fought in my life, I actually threw my 
uh, ultimate punch during a sparring session. I was out front with, uh, with my friend, my, my best friend at the time, Wayne, who was training with me in MMA. I was coaching him and teaching him and he was getting cocky. Okay. He was getting cocky. My son was there and you know how that is. My son was there and Wayne was talking mad shit to me. See, this is in front of my son. So Wayne and I were sparring first and I had my contacts in. Wayne hit me in the eye and took my contact out. So I had to run inside and go get my, another contact. Yeah, he he had a fight with the uh, the wife and he beat her, beat up my <laughs> wife. And I'm like, okay. Oh, but that's then, bragging rights. Yeah, but well, you, you, you know my wife. It's kind of bragging rights. And... Uh, he, when she went inside, he started shit talking me. He was going to whoop my ass just as bad as my fucking wife. So, and my son was there. And my son was supposed to fight him next. And he was supposed to fight my son, but he was just fucking laying it on, uh, coming after me. So I'm like, okay, this motherfucker needs to be taught a lesson. He's talking shit to me in front of my son. And you know how I am about that. I don't believe that a father should ever allow that. So I go over my son. I said, give me the gloves. I'll go next. And I got my gloves on and me and him started sparring and I was playing around with him, letting him throw all his best punches and just blocking him. And then I was making sure my son was watching and I threw a punch and fucking knocked him cold. He went stiff and just fell over <laughs> like a board and he was out. And, and my wife comes out and she's like, what I miss? And I was like, dad just knocked Wayne out. <laughs> I knocked him the fuck on his ass. He was out cold. And it was the only punch I threw on the guy. I was just going to throw a punch just to teach him to stop talking shit. You fuck around, you find out. And I was like, do it again, do it again. <laughs> and I just clipped his chin just perfect. It was beautiful. And he fucking went out. And he just stiffened up and just, just fell over as a board. And he was out and right in front of my son. So it was, it was a chest puff up moment. Because, you know, every dad that used to be tough in their day wished their son got to see him be tough, you know? At least my son got to see that there was one point in my life I, I, I was not somebody you would want to fuck with. Because he, he thought Wayne was a badass because Wayne had beat him up all the time and, and he just beat up the wife. <laughs> <laughs> And I had not fought him, so I went out there and fought him, just he knocked him the fuck out. He beat me up hard. I didn't get a black eye. He just took my contact out. <laughs> oh, man. And Black says, Raven knows how to do the ice curling sport. <laughs> That's Canadian shit and European shit. Yeah, but you are almost as white as a Canadian. No, I wasn't. You were almost in Canada. No, I wasn't. You I was motherfucker over an hour away. Up north fucking New Yorkers are like Canadians anyway, except rude. How would you know? <laughs> well, you specifically told me that you were almost Canadian. You did. Almost isn't. <laughs> <laughs> so let's talk about more white person stuff because, you know, we have the honor of Raven here. Let's talk about the big cup trend. Big dumb cups. Oh. I don't own a big dumb cup, so don't fucking put it on me. The only reason you don't own a big dumb cup is because you don't want to seem like a follower and own a big dumb cup because every white girl owns a big dumb cup. Exactly. And you so don't want to be basic. One. See, white girls don't want to be basic, but they don't know that they're all basic. But that's a big thing with white girls. They don't want to be basic, even though they're unaware they're all basic. You know, it's kind of funny because there's, there's this 
follow trend that, you know, these white girls do. <clears throat> and they wear, you know, the flannel shirts and everything. And I'm like, oh, my God, that's so cute. But I would just lo- end up looking like a chola. So <laughs> I'm like, I could not, I could not get into that trend. I don't own a flannel shirt. That's because you're not a lesbian. <laughs> Trust me, if you were, your closet would be full of them. Okay, Raven, let me ask you a question. No, I don't own one of those either. Now, let me ask you a serious question here. Raven, what is scarier? You ready? I'm going to give you a choice Mm -hmm. of two things. You tell me which you would be more terrified of. Okay? You walk into a room. Lexus looks pissed. She says in a stern voice, sit down, we need to talk. Mm -hmm. Or... You get an incoming phone call pop up from me. Which is scarier? <laughs> See, the listeners don't know how hard of a choice that is. Is it scarier to have Le- knowing Lexus is pissed at you at something and wants you to sit down because she's about to unload on you or getting a phone call from me? What causes your heart to stop worse? That's. Like bullshit, because it would both be equal. Because you never call me. Unless it's something horrible. Yes. I would think the call from you would be. You you got a weird call from me recently, fairly recently, when your friend died. Mm-hmm. I know they would both be shitty. I'm just wondering to you because I I I know that. You know, I know how your life is with the people in it. And I don't know which would be scarier for you to get a, a phone call from me and see a pop up that I'm I calling wouldn't want you, either one. Or that she you walked in the door and she looks pissed and tells you to sit down, you need to talk. Cause it, it's like those heart stopping moments where you can feel the the stress on your heart and it feels like it stopped for a beat or two and you're like, Holy shit. And you're racking your brain like what the fuck did I do? What what did I do? <laughs> Or you're looking at the phone going, what could this possibly be about? Yeah, My heart stops every time my sister calls me because she always calls the bad news. Yeah, I never call. I never talk on the phone. I will never call anybody. All these motherfuckers that, that hit me up and want me to call them, fuck off. I don't even call my own family ever. I don't use the fucking phone. I text only. Although lately you waking me up is bad news. <laughs> That's true. That's true. I think the last time you physically called me was when Tig died. Yeah, I... And how long ago was that? Yeah, yeah. 2017. Last time I called her (laughs) is when her friend died. So, I was... There's, like, information out there, and it's, like, common information everybody seems to know. But I started thinking, how do they know? Okay, Let me give you a perfect example, because I'm really curious about this. They say that the average penis size is six and a half inches. How do we know that? I'm serious on this. I'm all 100% serious. How the (laughs) fuck? Studies. What studies? The medical. Okay, if you put out an ad for 100 people to come get their dick measured, which would be bizarre in itself, and you actually went ahead with that study, you're really only gauging 100 people. Did you fucking measure 100 white guys? Were there some Asians in there bringing the score down? 
I mean, how the fuck do they come up with their numbers? Because they can't possibly, we're talking about millions of people. They're talking about a, a fucking male average. Well, here. you know they didn't measure black guys, obviously. Because <laughs> they didn't have a yardstick. <laughs> they didn't have a fucking yardstick available. But what, what I'm saying is... Because that would bring the average up. How you couldn't possibly do a large... It's not like they're measuring your dick in the doctor's office. It's not like they're calculating that info in your chart. It's not like that is, you know, oh, typed in. Oh no, to that, a database. that's that's totally something a medical assistant does. <laughs> yeah. We we measure dick size. Yeah, it's, so it's not like a database they keep like COVID illness, right? So it has to be isolated small studies cuz they're never going to do this on wide scale say, "Hey, we'll give you 50 bucks if you'll let us measure your dick." Nobody's going to go to that fucking study. Nobody. Especially now white guys are all ashamed of their dicks. And they don't actually want people to measure it for real. No, they want to take photos of them measuring it and then kind of do it from the taint. And that way they get another inch on it. <laughs> you know how white guys be. But I, I just, I, I'm wondering where this information comes from because six and a half is not average to what I see. And I've been with over 4,000 people. You're a whore. I don't know why you brag. Yeah. Well, Wilt Chamberlain and Gene Simmons have nothing on my numbers. I've been in over a thousand adult films. Oh my God, here we fucking go. I'm, I, I am you very know, prolific. We should, we should rename the, the name of the show to Kimber is such a fucking whore. I know. I mean, I've been in a lot of videos also, but you don't hear me. Do you know, I've been in so many videos. See, now M. Black, just reading that comment, tells me straight up that M. Black watches Saturday Night Live. He just, he just told on he, himself. He just said, I saw the big dumb cup skit. Oh, <laughs> yeah, because I just saw I have a cheap Chinese knockoff of big dumb cup. I'm like, yeah, he obviously was Saturday Night Live. So he's a basic white bitch. Why is that basic Because he had to have a big dumb cup too? Uh, yeah, it's pretty. I mean, yeah. I don't need a cup that holds fucking 40 ounces. But M. Black's also a pretty big dude, so... It might be a shot glass for him. I drink a lot of water throughout the night, but I'd rather get up and refill it. I mean, I I would like, I prefer larger, <laughs> larger things to fit me. I I prefer extremely large utensils that fit my hands. I have a thing with coffee cups that they. I need a big handle that I can actually put my hand in I and know, not two fingers. Using, you're still using a Christmas cup. <laughs> I, I, I understand that. I don't get why white girls are into this big dumb cup, but I understand that when See, you're a bigger person, you like things that make you feel more normal. For me, I've read studies that say when you drink excessively cold drinks, it actually slows down your metabolism. So I actually prefer when I'm drinking water to drink room temperature water. I don't like icy ass cold water. I do, I, I do like occasionally in, uh, a cold water, but when I'm drinking water normally, I just go and grab water out of either my big five gallon jug or I just grab a bottled water that's just sitting on a shelf. I, don't, I drink water in my coffee. And I and there's water in my diet coke. 
Mm-hmm. I, see, here's the problem is that we're getting older. And your body changes, as Raven was just telling us. That, you know, she had to... Cook, green poop. <laughs> she had to tell us the the color and consistency yes. of her poop. She was very descriptive <laughs> about her bowel movement. However, Whoa, wait. No, you can't movement. just throw that out there with no context. <laughs> what context makes it better? I have, The fact that it changed with fish oil. Yes, I started taking my fish oil again. Yeah, I, okay, for me... It's soda. I cannot drink soda anymore because it gives me unbelievable gas. Sorry, I was joking. For me, hold on. Okay, that's bad. For me, it's hot sauce. I know it's hot sauce. It's bad. It's bad. It's like dumb and dumber bad. I, I'm I'm fucking just holding on to the toilet seat <laughs> with dear lives, just screaming, and it's shooting out with fuck. I, I feel like I'm visualizing a flamethrower going off from my rectum. I don't know how you do it, but I have to clean the toilet, and I'm like, how the <laughs> fuck does she do this shit? It's now, now see, uh, like uh, M. Black watching Saturday Night Live. Saturday Night Live is not like the Cosby Show. That's a show that black guys like just as much as white people. That's a multicultural show that reaches all audiences because fucking Eddie Murphy's the shit, man. Yeah, and Richard Pryor was on there. And- I mean, there there's nothing. I think there's something to learn from Saturday Night Live because there's no other phenomenon in our culture that's quite like it. It's accepted and loved by everybody. You know, Speaking of SNL. We all come together on it. I was watching a thing about people who have left us, and one of them they were talking about was Phil Hartman, and I'm 49. And I had forgotten how he died, and they are like, Phil Hartman left us at 49. I'm like, fuck, I'm 49. Yeah, and then I was, was like, yeah, then I was like, yeah, then I was like, well, my, my wife's not going to murder me. And I was like, uh, at least I'm good from that. <laughs> yeah, it, it's just... You know, Saturday Night Live is amazing to me because it's... Okay, all right, hold on, I'm sorry. I just read M. Black. (laughs) And what the fuck? I thought Raven watched weird shit. Oh, yeah. M. Black's a little weird. (laughs) I mean, he's a little weird. I was just explaining. (laughs) Even Trey? Trey is bagging on you, M. Black? When Trey is bagging on you, you've reached rock bottom. Because I was just explaining to somebody how Raven watches the old canned show yeah. shows and they're like, what the fuck? But why? But that is worse. That is fucking worse. But, I don't even know what that show is, so he's got me. But what I was saying about Saturday Night Live that makes it so incredible and something that's never been done before is like when you watch Dave Chappelle. You got five minutes. Uh, when you watch Dave Chappelle or anything, you're like, that That comedy appeals to more more towards black people, whatever. But you watch Saturday Night Live. It's not humor that's white humor. It's not black humor. It's not Mexican humor. They got it all. They cover all the fucking bases. They, they literally have humor for every group, and every group is included in the humor. It's just about humor on that Your show. Your dad was a bad man. He was Batman? No, he was a bad man. <laughs> yeah, they, they always have skits that literally bag on nobody is safe. It's like South Park. South Park is universally loved. That's like uh uh M Black, Saturday Night Live. you explaining it further does not help your cause. 
I'm just saying. It's fucking weird. Eat too much. Ew. <laughs> I don't. Ugh. I was just watching a show, and I don't know. Please explain to me who would do this. This lady was eating butter. Ew. Butter by itself. Ew. And I'm like, that is fucking nasty. Oh, Who no. does that? I mean, the most, I think now, well, not now, now, ever. I think the most I like butter with anything is when, like, you're cooking, like, mushrooms for, uh, yeah. like, steak and stuff. I, I cook with it. Um, yeah, I cook I, with it, but, like, I, the most I will use butter with is when, like, you're sautéing mushrooms for, like, steak yeah. and stuff. I, I I even use it when I make pasta. I put butter in the pan. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'll put a little bit in for that, but... but I, I, as far as excessive amounts yeah, when I'm she, doing, like, mushrooms. She grabbed the butter, she put it in sugar, and then she put Ugh. it in chocolate, and she took a Gross. fucking bite. And I'm like, that is nasty. I don't know who fucking does that. Of course, it was a white lady. I don't know if white people do that shit, but no, that not, was fucking disgusting. No, that that is fucking nasty. <laughs> I like how you uh, throw the ball to Raven. <laughs> kind of like, do white people do that shit? <laughs> Could you clue me in? You're my white friend. You're my token white friend. That's fucking gross. It just was nasty. Raven so, is our token white friend. So now you're going to start seeing that at all the uh, Arkansas state fairs. Now you're going to see uh, deep fried butter. It's just nasty. <laughs> I was like, that. that is a... And, you know, the movie wasn't even about her eating butter. She was going through a divorce. And that's what the movie was about. But all I could focus on was... She was eating a fucking stick of butter. I was like, that's some nasty ass shit. Uh, that, uh. <laughs> <laughs> fucking Trey's bagging on M. Black. He's reached rock bottom now. <laughs> okay. Let me ask you a question, ladies. Would you be comfortable sleeping in a room that you knew someone had died in? Oh, yeah. I don't give a shit. You know, that's. I was going to bring something similar up on the show. I was going to ask you guys if, since you've already bought a house, it, it's kind of you different know, pe- for you. You know people have died in here. You know it because it used to be well, a doctor's office. I was going to ask you if they had disclosed to you that someone had been murdered in this house. Give it to me for a cheaper price. <laughs> that's well, what would you still have bought it? Well... Um, the, the reason I ask is a very specific one because I know there's a lot of listeners thinking about that. They're, they're thinking, would I be comfortable sleeping in a room that I knew somebody had died in? Now, if you ask your question yourself, that question, let me inform you of something. Lexus and I worked in the casinos mm-hmm. in Laughlin, Nevada. People committed suicide constantly in the people rooms. died a lot yeah. and old people would pass away constantly in the rooms but you know what we do we send the housekeeper up there we clean them out it'd be ready for the next day mm-hmm. and we rent that shit out the very fucking <laughs> next day the day after somebody fucking died in there that fucking room was re-rented yeah. in the casino we would try to get them out before the rush of the casino day yeah. started 
and we would rent that shit out the as soon as housekeeping got it cleaned up there literally could be the fresh scent of goddamn corpse and we'd rent that shit out so what i'm trying to say is everyone who stayed in vegas or any large hotel guess what you have slept in a room where somebody <laughs> has died because people die constantly in hotels and they rent it out. You could be sleeping in a fucking room where somebody died yesterday. Oh my I'm God. just laughing at he's dead tired. <laughs> I saw. Yeah. I saw an episode of the new Rick and Morty last night where there was. Okay, this, I got to go. There was this planet. Where if people committed suicide, I, they turned into spaghetti. Their internals. I just turned watched into that spaghetti. one. Yeah, I just <laughs> I just fucking watched that one. They were they were wrestling with the moral implications. Yeah. Is it okay if it's consensual? And they started the whole planet started yeah. committing suicide so that they could make spaghetti to make the economy. <laughs> Yeah, it, 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 yeah, it, they have a lot of undertone messages in the Rick and Morty's that are pretty clever. Yeah, I just watched that episode. I've been watching them every once in a while when I can on Hulu. But uh, yeah, that was the last one I watched, the spaghetti I one. I watched it last night when I couldn't sleep. So you're, you're whitey, white, white, white. Fuck off. So I want to know if this is a whitey, white, white, white thing or if it's an if other cultures exist that are into this, because me and Lexus are on the same page about this. Wind chimes. So annoying. I do not understand how fucking white people, and I've seen mostly white people do this, hang up wind chimes outside and go, it relaxes me so much when I hear all fucking day long. It would drive me insane. How's that go? I mean, it's, there's fucking noisy, and if anyone's clanging fucking metal outside of my goddamn window all day long, I'm going to go out there and I'm going to bury my fucking foot in their face. That would piss me the fuck off. It rains or sleep. It could be dark or night outside. That's so relaxing. It puts me at peace. Tear metal slamming against each other. Do I have wind chimes outside my house? I'm saying that, okay, when you were growing up, did your family have wind chimes? I think my mom had one or two out on her porch. Do I have any? No, I don't. I never have. Okay. In your small town, your white town, were wind chimes popular? I don't fucking know. <laughs> I'm wondering if this is a white person thing because I don't get it. I don't understand. Let's hang some noisy. Uh, let, let's put a kid that's slamming cymbals together outside <laughs> of our bedroom window where we can sleep to it because it's going to be relaxing. <laughs> that's what it is. And I'm like, Jesus fucking Christ, it's the most annoying. Why would you do that to yourself? Why don't you just shoot yourself in the fucking head? Why would you put some nasy, noisy, clanky metal outside of your window where it's constantly clanking the fuck, blank, 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 and you're trying to fucking sleep? I don't think it's that annoying when there's just a slight breeze, but if you've got a strong breeze where <laughs> this it's is Kentucky, just clank, 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 yeah. Clank, clank. <laughs> Yeah, if there's a, a nice breeze going where it's just constantly going, yeah, it's fucking annoying. I I don't, and, and people are like, it's so serene. It's so peaceful. It's so musical. No, it sounds like well, somebody just dropped silverware all over the every floor. Every once in a while, 
making a ding and a dong, that's not too bad. But when it's constantly going, it's to, annoying. To me, it's like, you know, somebody accidentally spilled silverware all over the fucking floor. And they're like, my God, I felt so relaxed when that hit the floor. I'm, I'm going to do this. I'm going to put now, this outside my window. What I will say is if I were going to have wind chimes, I would prefer, because I've heard them before, I like the big ones they make, i know you like the big ones they make big ones that have a much deeper chime oh i know you like the big ones because they go deeper shut up so i like those what the fuck are they talking about in chat jesus fucking christ it's going off the rails in fucking chat they're talking about poop yeah, they're, they're still talking about that fucking poop show. They're they're really into poop today. That that's our fan base. They're they're really big into poop. Oh, and Black has got some repressed feelings towards scat. But I, I take that as a high compliment that our our fans are really into poop. You know why? Right? Because they know good shit when they see it and hear it. <laughs> that's why a, they're tuning in. They know good shit when they hear it. House. Come on, that was good. That was gold. I'm giving you gold giving you gold girl <clears throat> okay there there's something that i don't know why it happens and it happens every once in a while to me and it's the most annoying thing in the fucking world and it's it's what a, what let me guess you're nice <laughs> it's a segment i'd like to call what the fuck is that it's okay it's like when you're about to fall asleep then all of a sudden you have this feeling of falling for no fucking reason and you jerk back <laughs> awake and you're like, what the fuck is that? What the fuck is that? Usually for me, it's associated with a dream and I'm doing something in that dream that I'm having, like I'm falling. Or Not something. for me. I'm just like, I'm starting to drift to sleep. I'm just starting to reach that point where I've reached the sleep point and I can feel myself drifting to sleep. All of a sudden I'm falling. I'm like, what the fuck? Where'd that fucking come from? Fuck you, body. What the fuck? Are we having a, a, an argument? What the fuck is going on with this? What the fuck is that? Why am I fucking falling to my death just because I almost fell asleep? Oh, I forgot. You don't dream anymore. No, too much pot. Yep. Too much I dream all the goddamn time now that I swore that shit mm. off. If I get a scratch, I bleed green. I have a lot of THC in my system. Oh, my God. I can't imagine if I took a test. Oh, that'd be hilarious. Oh, my God. If you quit because you had to take a test, you'd have to quit for like a year and a half in order to piss clean. They come back and I says, how'd I do on the test? I says, well, ma'am, it exploded. <laughs> Does that mean I passed? <laughs> hey, I, I, okay. I, uh, for all of our listeners out there that are weed smokers, to put in my, uh, how much I smoke, I, I, I smoke $400 of weed per month. I buy an ounce every two weeks. So I smoke uh, an ounce every two weeks. Uh, I have a $400 weed budget per month. But I have a job where I not only do not get tested, but I can actually do it while I work. I can't do it on cam while I'm on cam because I'll be banned. But I can do it right <laughs> before cam and right after. I'm only on cam for like an hour, hour and a half. So the rest of the time, if I'm editing, I can be fucking smoking pot all fucking day long and I'm working. 
I've done fucking porn videos where I'm smoking pot. And that's the whole purpose of the fucking video. I have one called blowing my bong where I'm sucking my fucking bong, giving a blowjob. So I have a job where I can smoke pot all fucking day as part of my job. It's just like, it's not discouraged in any way. I am all, I'm kind of glad I don't anymore. I, I am much more productive now that I don't. I, I am an angry person and I have very little patience for fuck boyery. And it, it's best for the entire world that I'm a stoner. Uh, Lex has had to deal with me before pot. And I was unpleasant, to say the least. I had a bad temper. I was always cranky and shitty and snippy with people. I didn't yeah. want to be fucking bothered. Yeah, you were. <clears throat> so I, I w- had no patience for anything. It's best for the world at large that I'm always stoned, which I am. I'm, I'm always stoned. I, I start smoking pot probably an hour after I wake up. Uh, I wake up, I have my coffee. And then once I'm awake, I begin my day by smoking pot. And then I smoke pot up to the point where I feel tired and then I go to bed. So it's, it's literally from, you know, one hour after I wake up to the point I go to bed every single day of my life. So there's not a time I'm ever not stoned. So if you're listening to me on the radio, I'm fucking stoned. If I'm on cam, I'm fucking stoned. There is literally no fan that has ever seen me perform in the last fucking five years that hasn't seen me performing stoned. But I'm very functional. I'm a very functional stoner. I'm extremely functional. All those fucking models I build and all that shit, I built stoned. <laughs> you, are, you are that sublime song. What? Uh, I'm sure Lexus knows that he talk in the song. They talk about smoking a joint in the morning when they wake up, and he's like, "I smoke three joints in the morning, and then I smoke three joints after I smoke the three joints." <laughs> yeah, but that that's child's play. I'm a bong smoker, so uh, there bong bong hits are a lot larger and more intense than weed hits. Uh, there, you're taking a lot of smoke into your lungs with a bong. Hit. I think it's called smoke two joints. It, I, I'm trying to, yeah, it's the song's called smoke two joints. Bongs are for more advanced smokers because, you know, if you're a beginner and you take a, a cloud, a bong cloud, you're going to fucking hack up a lung. You're going to die coughing. Unless you're used to how big of clouds, big billowy clouds that a fucking bong will pump down your fucking throat, you should not use a bong. I would say that all beginner smokers uh, should stay away from bongs for a good year and then use bubblers at first. But my vape will kick your ass. Uh, Vapes are harsh on my throat. They've always (laughs) been harsh on my throat. Um, All pot vapes are cause me to cough. It's not really the THC so much as whatever other chemical that they mix it with just it, it causes an instant reaction with my throat to make me want to cough, which I'm very used to actual smoke and THC smoke and bongs, but there's something about the THC vape that hits my throat and immediately causes a reaction. (laughs) 
It's just, yeah, vates make me cough like crazy. Yeah, I'll I'll play that two joints for song for you after the radio show, and you'll see it, it's totally you. Oh, please don't! I hate Sublime. Oh, fuck off! Hacky sack band. That's all they are. Fucking hacky sack on the beach band. Get the fuck out of here with that white fucking. They have fucking crochet hats and fucking dreads. And get the fuck out of here, white boy. Go go visit Snow in prison. Jesus Christ. Hang out with Vanilla Ice or some shit. I don't know. <laughs> it's just the sublime guy was a white boy that tried to be island. So he's an island boy. <laughs> Sorry. I know. I know. I'm insulting white music. Coming Sorry. from the woman who listens to nothing but fucking 80s <clears throat> hair band music. I'm old. I'm locked in a era. I'm locked. I can't grow up because it's too depressing to listen to music now because it's so bad. It just depresses me so badly. I listen to fucking Cardi B. I'm like, oh my God, why haven't they killed this woman yet? Why is she allowed to exist? She makes garbage. I just want to punch. Every time I hear her talk, I just want to punch her so fucking hard in the face. I'm like, you are literally the dumbest bitch I've ever heard. You are fuckable. And that is your only value. That is your only fucking value. Because if you fucking talk, I'm just going to fucking <laughs> gag your ass. You fucking. She's like Rosie Perez with a 60 lower IQ. That's Cardi B. Rosie Perez with a, a almost spectrum level retardness. She is a dumb bitch. See, I I get into rap that not everyone listens to. Like like what? Prof. Never heard of it. I love Prof. I listen to is him it all white the time. rappers. Yes, he's oh, white. I fucking knew it, you fucking white bread bitch. <laughs> I listen to a lot of, you know, like, oh, you know, it's not really mainstream oh, oh, rap, wait, but, you know, is wait, it a white rapper? Yeah. Wait, so to be cool as a rapper, you you have go to be fucking, black? Go fucking suck. You have to be black? Vanilla Ice's dick and then get butt fucked by the BC mm-hmm. boys. Okay. So it's sabotage. It's sabotage. No, there's a few legitimate white rappers like Eminem. I would consider a legitimate white rapper. Prof is a legitimate white rapper. He is nothing like Lil uh, Dicky. I, I just find it. Uh, first of all, I like Lil Dicky. You, you chill. Back up. Now. I like Lil Dicky Lil too. Lil Dicky is good. But Prof is nothing but, like Lil Dicky. But Lil Dicky knows that he's a white boy. And, uh, it's, you know, Eminem is aware that he's a white boy, but he's very talented. But what I'm saying is when you're trying to make the case that you're not white and you listen to non-mainstream rap and I ask you, is it a white rapper? And you say, yes. Honestly. It does look bad. Honestly, there's not a lot of good black rappers that are out right now. There's a lot of fucking mumble rappers and I don't like mumble rap oh neither do i do you know that megan the stallion's a big bitch i mean she's big yeah she's big she whoops some ass yeah she she's is five foot ten yeah i knew she was close to six foot tall. <laughs> yeah she's a big bitch there's, and she's been there's, shot there's a lot of black female rappers that i like but there's not a lot of male black rappers that the, i like because the, they all fucking mumble when it comes to female rappers the only non-black 
female rapper that I actually like is Snow the Product. Uh, I would fuck her if she, maybe she would oh, fuck me. Oh, she's fucking no. Well, yeah, yeah, maybe, maybe <laughs> yeah. she's a lesbian. It's an iffy situation. We can yeah. get some lesbians. See that? Okay, guys, you don't know this, but that's a trick when it comes to trannies. Okay, trannies can get lesbians when you can't, because we're close enough. We're close enough. We happen to have a strap on, but we're close enough that we can bag some lesbian action. So we can get fucking lesbian cooch that no fucking dick has ever been in. But we can get our dick in it because we happen to have tits. So it's a benefit of being a tranny that you can bag lesbians. So Snow the Product is a total dyke, but... There's there's another one, too. It doesn't mean she wouldn't bag us. There's another one, too. I don't know if she's lesbian, but oh my God, is she hot. Which one? Justina Valentine. Eh, never heard of her. I'll see if I can find a picture. She is, she, I don't know how to okay. put it. Raven, there, there is something I was waiting to Lexus to leave because this is something I totally want to discuss with you. And it's not that I didn't want Lexus to hear because she, she's just not interested in this topic, but I definitely am. And it's something I share with you and you are into it far more than I am. And, um, your bigger fan, I want to pick your brain on this. And I know that you're a huge hardcore Dune fan. And when I told you, hey, the movie you love is nothing like the book, I will have to say you're not even a reader. And you immediately went out and you got that book and you you went through all of it. And, and that's a fucking long ass book. You were committed to that story. So you know a lot about the story. It's been 30 years since I read that book. And you told me that, you know, they were treating the source material better this time around, uh, that Raban was actually, you know, running uh, Arrakis like he's supposed to instead of just being a guy that shows up with it beheaded. But uh, <clears throat> played by Bluto. But anyway, uh, you being a big Dune fan, I'm assuming that you have watched the, the trailer. Yeah. (sighs) Oh yeah. I'm waiting. That, that is one. I will probably maybe go to the theater and watch. I was really upset. So I want to pick your brain about this and see if I'm off base because you have read the book more recently than I have. It's been 30 years for me, but from what I remember when I watched the trailer, some things upset me. And I want to pick your brain to see if I remember it wrong or if I have a right to be upset about it. Now, I watched the trailer. What the fuck did they do to Fade? Correct me if I'm wrong, but when I remember him being described in the book, he was described as physically beautiful for a man. And the Baron took great pride in his appearance. Well, that's why they had Sting play him in yeah. the original. I will kill him. Yes. Yeah. He w- <laughs> Am I wrong? Because you, you read it recently. Yeah. He was well, described. I remember him. Because when I had my mental uh, picture of Fade in the book, how he was described, Sting was pretty fucking close. He was described as almost physical perfection, the pride of Baron Harkonnen, and a physically beautiful specimen that was a pretty boy and, and, and loved to fuck around. And he was just a flashy pretty boy. And he was a beautiful... Yeah. So I'm correct. Yeah. 
What the fuck? They turned him into powder. They turned him yes. into a bald mutant. Yes, they did. That sticks out his tongue. Fade, the entire thing about Fade was he was like a fucking twink pretty Back boy. street boy. Yeah, but he was a, a fucking underhanded, dirty fighter, and he was deadly, and he was a pretty boy that was deadly. But I watched the trailer, and he's powder. They made him a creepy white skinned mutant that he literally looks like one of the creatures from uh from that cave movie. Cave movie. Yeah, the cave movie where the girls go into the cave. Descent? Yes. He looks like a creature from the descent. And then they I show don't the, remember that from the from the trailer. Then they though. show the scene of him and they say, Oh, Faith's psychotic and he sticks out his tongue, he's got this really long tongue. He looks like a fucking I mutant. I don't remember that. Yeah, he looks like a mutant. He's completely bald, shaved head white skin he looks like powder he looks like a cross between powder and a descent mutant uh. and i'm like what the fuck did they do to fate batista braban was the one that looked like a goddamn monster yeah fucking fade was the exact opposite of his brother was the completely solar opposite he didn't look like he was tough at all but he was deadly as a motherfucker but in the book fade didn't look like he was tough he looked like a pretty boy, but he would stab you in the back because he was cunning and he was skilled with a blade. He was like one of the, the best gladiators, period. He was fucking amazingly skilled with a blade. He used poison a lot and was a dirty fighter, but he was still the polar opposite of Raban. But if you watch the trailer, they pretty much made him Raban. He's kind of fairly decently sized, shaved head, White skin looks like a goddamn descent mutant. I was so upset because Fade is such an iconic character of the franchise. Oh, and, Jesus. Yes. You, you know what they made him look like? They made him look like an engineer from fucking yes! Alien. Yes, exactly. <laughs> so I was so offended because he was such an iconic character that... He was so he was nothing like the Baron. He was nothing like Raban. It was almost like he was adopted in that family. He was physically beautiful, where they were all deformed and hideous. Basically, the the Harkonnens were like the goddamn family in Fury Road. They were all fucking mutants. Yeah. And Fade was the only one that well, looked beautiful out of the whole fucking family. It's because they physically changed their appearance with all that shit that they inject into themselves and and Fade was, like, described as physical perfection. Yeah. And, and he was com beyond beautiful, and the Baron was overwhelming and puffing up with pride because Fade w was his, you know? They made it a little more sexual in the movie. <laughs> yeah. It wasn't really that sexual in the book, but he was extremely proud to show off Fade because Fade was the pinnacle of beauty. And they turned him into a fucking mutant. What the fuck? <laughs> I, because I thought you told me they were really being respectful to the source material. Well, you don't expect them to be 100%. They never will. But that's a biggie. That's a fucking biggie. You got to get certain things right. When they did Batista for Raban, I'm like, they nailed it. They fucking nailed it. They nailed that casting. Raban was important to me because he never got his due and he's a huge part. He's the entire first part of the book. 
he never got his due and they fucking cast Batista, which looked like when I was reading the book, what I would picture Raban to look like when they were describing a man that could rip a human being in well, half like, with his bare hands. Like you've said, he's Raban the beast. Yeah. And he, he literally described as having the strength to rip a man in half with his bare hands. He yeah. had almost superhuman mutant strength. In the book, he was beyond normal human strength. If you read the book, I would almost picture Raban as being, if you took Batista and doubled his size. Yeah, because he's he's really explained as being a like, fucking like mutant, and you know, he's size. he's brutal, and he's a dictator, and he runs the planet like Hitler, and he's evil as fuck. So I'm glad they gave him his due, and you said they did Raban right. But the other half of the book is about Fade, and they did not <laughs> do that well. Well, now that I see it, yeah, I, I don't like that. That is in no point the character. The character's <laughs> well, look is part of what makes them Fade. The, the entire point of Fade is the juxtaposition with the rest of his family and how he doesn't even look like he is a Harkonnen. He's the only one of the Harkonnens that doesn't even look Harkonnen. I, I also think, though, that the first 1984 Dune did Vladimir Harkonnen better yeah, I agree. than the, orig- I than think, the second I one. think that actor fucking was amazing to watch. He, he ate up the screen. Yes. He overacted his ass off and chewed every scenery he was in. And when that fat fuck was on screen, I uh-huh. was riveted. He was amazing. He was. And even when Fade walks in and the way he looks at Fade. Yes. He was just so good. <laughs> he was so vile and foul in the pussy sores. Ugh, That's yeah. what I pictured when they were describing his ailment that he was constantly being treated for. Yeah. When they that was I think the the original movie did Baron Harkonnen so much better. But the original movie, from what I can tell, did fade a fuck ton better. I agree with that too. They now had, that I see that. Yeah, they had huge shoes to fill because I personally felt that Sting was the absolute perfect fucking casting for Fade. He was Fade. From the book, what they described to me, what I pictured in my mind was fucking Sting. He was Fade. They had big shoes to cast because that was like the perfect casting. And then they cast him as a, a muscular bald mutant. <laughs> I, I, what? A, a baby engineer. Yeah, I was like, what? What? Is it? What? What? But but he's but the whole the whole point of fate is, but. And if I'm remembering correct, Fade and uh, Raban are brothers. Yes, and they're so, completely yeah, opposite. Yeah, one so looks why like a mutant. One, one is beautiful. Be fucking white. Yeah, and the other one. I mean, even if and, they are physically size different. Yeah, and the entire why would point, one be white and one be. A white guy. And the entire point of the whole two brothers is they were like Cain and Abel. They were complete polar opposites to one another. One was physically revolting and enormous of size and strength. Fade was thin, like a twink. He was cut. He did not look strong. He did not look a fucking intimidating. One was an ogre. One was an elf. Yes, exactly. Beautiful <laughs> analogy. Yeah. But in the, the fucking remake, that's not what they got going on. He just looks like a smaller Batista. Yeah. <laughs> he, but white. he even shaves his head. But white, white, white. Yeah, it's 
I, I, I don't understand. I don't understand because it's, it nullifies the entire purpose of that character. Literally the entire purpose of that character was to not look intimidating, was to look like he wasn't scary, but to be scary from his attitude and who he was. Because Faye did not, he was like a, that, that, uh, the, the dwarf character that's played in Game of Thrones. He was not intimidating, but there was something about him that made him sinister as fuck. And you knew he, he was the guy that wouldn't rip you in half. He would kill you in your sleep because yeah. that's how Faye did shit. He would poison you. He would kill you in his sleep because he was weak. He knew he was weak. He even cheated in the gladiator matches. It was always stacked in Fade's favor. He always stacked it in his favor. He was good with a blade, but he was a little skinny runt. He was the epithesis of the antithesis of his brother. <laughs> Lay off that weed. Yeah, it just pisses me off that they go so off script. Because I had high hopes for... Because even though I didn't watch the new films, I was really hoping they would respect the the material. Because it was good material. So, what what are your thoughts, since you're the fan? I just told you I agree. But, I, I mean, I, I'm upset about it. What were your thoughts about it? Because you're going to watch this film. You, that's yeah, what you're going to have to but... look at. At the end of the day, it doesn't matter. I can either bitch about it or I can just accept it at face value and not agree with it. And but is it going to ruin it for you? No. If they don't give the fade character right at all? No, because I'm not like you. I liked the original movie, even though it didn't stay true to everything. Well, if... I was watching the show with a character I really liked about a story I really liked. Let's say Luke Cage. And it was played by a white guy. I would immediately say, sorry, that's not Luke Cage. Nope. I know, but I'm not like you. And if I'm watching a movie and I'm expecting a particular character. You will go off <laughs> if you see a superhero with a patch on the jacket in the wrong place. No, 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 I'm no, not, no. I'm not I, that I, I have, no, it's not being an anal like, for example, I loved the villain Taskmaster because he literally was the Marvel equivalent of me in real life. He had my same ability. He was an autodidact. He was he had what was called um, something reflexes. Uh, uh, he could remember reflexes. He could watch something recreated, which I can do. He was a speed reader. He had all these abilities. But he was a badass. And they put him in the movie. I was so looking forward to him. And they turned him into a five-foot-tall mute girl. <laughs> Fuck Marvel. And, and when, when I saw Dune, I was actually, I was looking forward to seeing Fade's interpretation. Because I really liked that character. I liked him from the books. I thought he was cool as fuck. I thought he was a, a, a real villain. I thought he was sinister and evil as fuck. Raban was more of a, a child. He was just an angry, uh, roid-rated child. But fucking Fade was literally super intelligent and sinister and evil as fuck. He had the, the, the sinister ability of his uncle. So, but anyway, okay, I'll stop my fucking doing right. I just, it just upset me. Bryce Dallas Howard, do you know who she is? Nope. Um, she was the white love interest on the new Jurassic Park movies that ran the park. She had like the bob haircut, red bob haircut. Oh, okay. Yeah. yeah. She was also in Spider-Man 3 as a blonde. 
really pretty. Yeah, I think I know who she is. What a chubster now. <laughs> what a fucking chubby piece of shit. I mean, I used to think she chubby was hot. Chubby piece of shit. <laughs> wow. I'm going to go off. I'm, I'm going to tell you why I'm calling Bryce Dallas Howard a chubby piece of shit. I'm going to tell you why Why I'm calling her chubster. Because she, she was a, an actress. Uh, was, because I, I think after Argyle, she won't be much longer. But uh, she was an actress that was not overly talented, but very pretty. So she got a lot of roles. And when it's your job uh, <laughs> to be pretty and you have plenty of money and you let yourself go as bad as she has and you become fat, you become a fucking fatty uh, because you've been sucking off too many eclairs. What happens is Argyle is a movie about her being a secret agent. Okay. And she's kicking everybody's ass. She's a fat bitch. <laughs> First off, I don't even buy Cam. Uh, uh, what, what's her name? Charlize Theron doing that shit. When Charlize Theron hits a two hundred fifty pound Russian in the face and knocks him out, knocks him against the wall, I roll my eyes. But when I see fat fucking Chubster, fucking Bryce Dallas Howard leaping up in the air and doing flips, I kid you not, Raven, doing backflips. It looks like goddamn Beverly Hills Ninja. I guess I'm not seeing any <clears throat> recent photos of her because I'm not seeing like full body. Oh. <laughs> oh. <laughs> okay. Never mind. She got fucking fat. And now she just came out with a movie where she's fucking fat. She looks like she's all about the base. Yeah. She's been sucking off too many eclairs. She's been sucking that cream filling right out. Nom, 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 nom. Throwing the eclair away and then going to the next one. Oh, my gosh. She got big and she came out with a movie that's bombing horribly because it's a shit movie called Argyle where she's a fat f- chubster and she used to be a hottie. And she- you were going to call her a fat fuck. Yeah. She <laughs> used to be a hottie, but now she's doing secret agent movies where she's doing backflips as a chubby. She looks like a, a chubby 40-year-old mom that takes her kids to soccer. She looks like a mom who got married and gave up. Yeah. She's just, I didn't know she was a. I got me a man. I don't have to work out anymore but or look good. When I, I used to, when I used to see her in movies, I used to think to myself, she's strikingly pretty. But I had no idea she was Ron Howard's daughter. How oh, the really? fuck did he make that? Yeah, must have been a really hot wife. Uh, obviously. Have you seen Ron <laughs> Howard's brother? Oh Jesus fucking Christ. He looks like Fade. He looks like one of the people under the stairs. I'm surprised they didn't hire him to play Fade. <laughs> He has a look they're going for. What the fuck? Mutant. But yeah, Ron Howard made that shit. He's just shouldn't have fed her that much. Fuck. <laughs> Bitch. I, and, and the reason I'm so cruel is because I know, I know from experience what you and I go through. <laughs> we give up certain things in life to do this for a living. And that is enjoying any food whatsoever. We are constantly on an insane diet we never fucking eat. We never allow ourselves to be spoiled when it comes to food. We have to watch every fucking goddamn thing we eat because we have to stay sexy and have porn oh, star bodies. Oh, there's nothing I would love more than to just fucking eat pizza and not have to give a shit. Yeah, not care about what you're going to look like on camera. Oh, yeah. To just tomorrow. 
call fucking Domino's Pizza and order a meat lover's pizza and just sit down and just eat it and not give a shit about how much. Instead of saying, oh my God, even one slice has so much sodium, I'll be bloated for camera tomorrow. Yep. It's just if we watch everything we eat. So when you're a celebrity and you have a lot of money, not only does she have a lot of money from the Jurassic Park movies and shit, but her daddy's Ron Howard. Yeah. Fuck you, bitch. You grew up with multi-millions. So if you have that much money and your job is to be a pretty actress and you don't do your time in the gym, you're fucking fatty. Because I know you don't have a nine to five day job that you can't fucking work out. Especially you know she's got enough money that she nutritionist, yeah, yeah, personal trainer, a nutritionist, everybody, yes, a chef. She could get anything she fucking wants. That is a choice. And when your entire career is to be the pretty girl, and that was her career, guess what? And you You ain't pretty anymore. You're you're no longer a career. If you can pay a personal chef, you can pay them. To make you shit that tastes like Domino's that has like eight calories. I just, it just cracks me up about celebrities that make their living being hot that let themselves, like Jason Momoa. What the fuck's up with that? (laughs) What the fuck is up with that? When did he get such a love for ice cream? I mean, the last Fast and the Furious, it was like, Jason, dude, what happened? You, you okay, man? Well, look at Jason Statham. He may be doing B-movies, but he's still got a body. Jason Statham doesn't do B-movies. He does Jason Statham movies. <laughs> it's a genre all to itself. It is literally the exact same movie every fucking time, except he has a different profession. But he looks good doing it. <laughs> but it, I'm telling you, Jason saved the movie. Everyone. He's going to show up. He's going to kick somebody in the face and go, you know what I mean? Credits roll. That's it. <laughs> That's a Jason saved the movie. The only time I saw, okay, now I'm not going to say now all Jason saved the movies are Jason saved the movies. Because when Jason Statham is hired to be a side character, he can actually be good. Like, uh, he was great in Snatch. He was fucking great in Snatch. <laughs> he was great in the uh, the the jo- uh, the uh, Italian job. He's great. Where he was playing the Romeo and the, the other guys making fun of him. He's great in that, but he was a side character. I don't think Jason Statham has the, you know what I mean, personality to carry a fucking movie. He's a gravelly talking guy that punches people in the face. That is not fucking main character worthy here he has no fucking personality so i think him as a side character is great he's been in some good movies when he's not the star but when he is a star you get crank and transporter and beekeeper you get jason statham movie which is a genre all to itself (laughs) it's just the same fucking movie it's more the same than Disney does. I mean, it's literally the exact same movie. Except they film a few new scenes with bees. They could probably use the old footage and just slap it together with a few new shots of some bees and call it the beekeeper. Next, it'll be Jason Statham in The Substitute Teacher. Jason Statham is the plumber. No, that's Vin Diesel. Didn't he do a movie where he was the nanny? Yeah, well, we just watched one with... uh, with uh, what's his face, Ron Perlman, the baker. Yes, <laughs> I'm the baker. 
I'm the beekeeper. Whatever. It's all the same fucking shit. It's just some old fuck that's retired, that's doing something. I'm the painter. I'm the <laughs> sculptor. Some old fucking retired badass goes to live in an isolated place to engage in their very fucking lame hobby, whether it be beekeeping or painting or whatever the fuck they're doing in retirement. But then they're pulled out of retirement because somebody fucked with the wrong old guy and they didn't know the old guy they were fucking with was really Super spy old guy. Every we have watched that movie like thirty fucking times, and it hasn't really been good since uh, <laughs> since what's his name did it. Um, the lawyer from uh, Breaking Bad. I'm forgetting oh, his real uh, name. Nobody. Uh, yes, nobody. Yeah. Okay, I got you. Yeah, but that was the same movie. Old guy he retires. But yeah, something but, happens, but he and they was, fucked with the wrong old man. He was actually believable. I don't know if that's the word I'm looking for. He unassuming. He was unassuming about it. He looked more like a normal person. Yes, that's what I mean by the unassuming. shock was that he was tough because everybody else is like Jason Statham or Arnold Schwarzenegger in Commando. That they look so out of the ordinary. No matter where they go, people are going to go. God damn, that guy is fucking jacked. He's a beast. Well, but Ron yet Perlman isn't jacked, but he's like fucking eight feet tall. And he looks like a goddamn silverback gorilla. Yeah, that's what he I mean. He literally is a human version of a gorilla. <laughs> and and when you're a fucking dumbass villain, dumbass thug, you're like, huh? I, I think we're going to fuck around with uh, an old guy today. Which one? Oh, I'm going to fuck around with the old guy. That's 260 pounds that looks like (laughs) he could fucking toss over a Volkswagen. That's the old fuck. I'm going to go over and spit on his daughter. Yeah. See if that starts some shit. And then he's going to go on a vengeance crusade to fucking kill everybody I know. You know, to go back on Toby Keith, you know, he ain't as good as he once was, but he's as good once as he ever was. But it's so fucking cliche. It's the same shit over and over. Every movie's the same. It's the old guy. He's retired. He's doing something lame. And then something happens to him, and they fucked with the wrong old man. Then the old man has to get his daughter or his granddaughter or his brother, or I don't give a fuck back. Something brings him out of retirement. Maybe they kill his dog. We've all seen that one. I mean, it's the same fucking movie over and over. He retires. Something has to bring him out of retirement. He's the unassuming badass. You shouldn't have been talking so, shit uh, to him at the gas station because he's a badass. You just didn't know it. So even you, though he looks like a badass. You roundabout brought it up. When do you think we're going to see John Wick 5? When do I fucking care? <laughs> I, I watched the second and then I was done. I, it was like, okay, the first one. I was good. It was like brainless no, I action. I agree. Movie. I was being sarcastic. The first John Wick was brainless action fun. It was like eat some popcorn, shut your brain off, and just watch him shoot up some shit. That was great. Second one, I'm like, okay, I, I'm up for another round of uh, Keanu Reeves going around shooting the fuck out of people. So I'm watching the second one, and all of a sudden, I'm like, what is this, a Marvel movie? Now there's a super secret super spy organization? And uh, they they run this super club, and now the the whole super club is after him. And I'm <laughs> and it started getting dumber and dumber yes. and dumber. No, I agree. I'm like, by the end of that one, I'm like, 
how did it go from gritty and realistic to some superhero super spy story? And then the the next one I watched the trailer for, I'm like, oh, I get it. John Wick is the Kingsman now. I get it. Yeah. Oh, I I understand. I get it. They've transformed John Wick into Kingsman. Now it's all about super spies, but they're they're hitmen instead of super spies. But they run a secret organization where they delve in certain currency and they have special weapons. Oh, it's the Kingsman. Got it. Got it. It's it's they just turned John Wick into Kingsman. Got it. And nobody can ever get out from under their uh what are they? Their their little shit. I forgot what they called it. Their their little you owe me this and I owe you life debt. Yeah, yeah, it was so dumb. It just became so goddamn dumb. And I was like, how did something so cool become so stupid? That's how I, I feel about Alien. <laughs> no, I will agree. I'm a huge Aliens fan, and that that's how I feel about Mad first, Max. First one was great. Second one was amazing. Third one was uh, fourth and fifth. Ugh. I, I I feel the same about Mad Max. Uh, I everyone goes off about how great Fury Road is. I I I appreciate it. There was a, a lot of practical effects. The vehicles were amazing. Um, I I I thought I was falsely advertised too. They told me it was Mad Max Fury Road. It was not. It was Furiosa Fury Road, and they bait-switched me, and they got me into the theaters to watch a Mad Max movie, and they gender-swapped me, and they made the whole fucking movie about Charlie's Theron Furiosa fuck off. So I was pissed. I came to watch a Mad Max movie, not watch five minutes of Mad Max, and hear him say three fucking words. Fuck off movie. And then what really pisses me off is watching the fucking Furiosa trailer. We've already talked about this. I know, but it pisses me off so much. Because Mad Max is gone. He's fucking gone. Doesn't that piss you off a little bit to know that your franchise that you you loved, they, they brought him back only, only long enough to get rid of him and pass the torch and be done with him? That's what they're doing with all the movies now, though. I mean, I was excited with Tom Hardy when he was cast because I'm like, I can see him as Mad Max. He is young enough to go on with these movies and make more Mad Max movies. And then we can be uh, there, you know, be like James Bond. There was a Mel Gibson time of Mad Max and there's Tom Hardy time of Mad Max. And it's like James Bond. You had the Roger Moores and Sean Connery. I can deal with that. But when you take the main character of a franchise, if you recast him because the other guy is too old, I understand. But when you fucking gender swap and make it into a completely different character about a different character, make the whole franchise about a side character nobody gave a fuck about in the first place, that just fucking sets me off. Nobody gives a shit about Furiosa. Nobody even liked her. I agree. She was a fucking cunt. Nobody liked her ass. (laughs) And now it's not even Charlize Theron. It's some young chick. Who's going to watch this movie? I don't even Uh. know who's in it. I know it's not about Mad Max. I don't know who the bitch is in it. Who the fuck is... I know it's not Charlie's Theron. So why the fuck would I watch this? They're hoping everybody will forget. <laughs> it's like, why the... F- what is bringing me into this movie? Mad Max is not in it. Furiosa is not in it. You recast... You got rid of Mad Max, recast Furiosa, and put some young millennial in there. 
to show me the backstory of a character I don't give a flying fuck about. Don't show me a prequel about shit I don't care about. You know what I'm finding? You know how, well, it, I don't know if, this, if it's like this for you, but it was like this for me. When you were younger, mm-hmm. older people, you sit there and caught yourself wondering, why are all these old people, why do they, there's all these good movies. Why do they just watch all these old movies? What, what is wrong with them? There's all these new good movies out. Why do they just watch old movies? So now I catch myself going through like Netflix and Hulu and Paramount and all that shit. But I catch myself only being attracted to the older movies. I can that tell I grew you why. Watching. I can explain the phenomenon <laughs> of why that happens. See, what's happened is you're getting older. So when they come out with this stupid shit like The Beekeeper. When you're older, you have seen this fucking movie 40 times. So you're like, enough. But when you're younger, you see it and you're like, Crank is awesome. But when you're in your 40s, you're like, yeah, it's not so awesome when you've watched it 30 fucking times, motherfucker. We've seen Crank 30 fucking times. It gets to the point where as you age, because they recycle the same garbage. Every generation, they just recycle the same fucking garbage. So you start out young, and you haven't seen much of life, and you haven't seen many movies, and you're exposed to it for the first time. You're like, this is the first time I've ever seen this kind of story. This is amazing. This is great. Wow, 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 wow. <laughs> and then the years go on, and you see it again, and you're like, it was okay the second time. It was okay watching that movie the third time. But eventually, you get older, and they've been recycling the exact same 10 stories over and over and over and spoon feeding them to you that by the time you're in your 40s and your 50s you're like i'm fucking done with this shit show me something new you stupid fucks i've literally been watching the same movie my whole fucking life show me something i've never seen before show me something fucking new but you know as you age you you go back to the old stuff that you appreciated because to you it was original and was new and nothing you've seen since has bring brought that feeling because it's just been the same shit thrown down <laughs> your throat again and again and again they just remake something over to death they reboot something to death they make sequels until it has no meaning they take stories way too long that should have been finished from the first movie. And you can never have an original story one and done anymore. No, you've got to have a fucking franchise. You, as soon as you watch a number one of anything, it's like a number one comic. You know you're in for at least 15 of these fucks. I, yeah, I don't know Every why. fucking movie that comes out. I don't know why we have to have 18 of everything. And, we, and like Transformers, it's the worst. Because it literally is like, I, I think they're up to like eight or nine. And it's literally eight or nine of the exact same movie. And they, they've they literally tricked so many people into watching the same movie over and over. Because those you know, motherfuckers think it's going to be better the next time. They've, huh? re, they've redone Dukes of Hazard. They've redone the A-Team. They've redone Charlie's Angels. They're redoing... How come they haven't redone, like, Night They're redoing Rider? Roadhouse. They're redoing Fall Guy. How come they haven't redone Knight Rider? <laughs> That's pretty bad. When you're so lame that they won't even <laughs> reboot you. 
Because yeah. they'll reboot anybody. They'll reboot Baywatch. Yeah. But if they don't make a Night Rider movie, you know how lame you are when they don't even make a movie. And I reboot mean, you. they did a they did a TV reboot, but they've never done like a like an actual like high budget movie. How would Trey say isn't Furio supposed to be a prequel of Mad Max when fucking Mad Max is like forty years old? Yeah, when he meets Furiosa and the car's been like completely rebuilt. In Fury Road, Mad Max is literally like in his 40s. He is not well, a young man anymore. Not to mention, at the end of the third movie, the reason Mad Max is driving around that cart with the camels, the canon for that is he's actually trying to rebuild his car. Yeah. And then at the beginning of the yeah. new movie, yeah, at least he, in has, Thunderdome, he has he's... rebuilt it, and that's why it looks like shit, is because he he rebuilt it, but he had to rebuild it, piece, rebuild it piece by piece, but it was never the original interceptor yeah, that was built for him. I mean, in even the, in, in Thunderdome, he didn't really use his car in Thunderdome, but it was still a main part of the story. Because he was trying to rebuild yeah. it because it was not taken only was, from him. Not only did you always see it in screen, it was a focal part of the story. Even the bomb was a focal part of the story. The car was a part of the main story. Fucking destroying it in the first five minutes of your film and then giving Mad Max five minutes of screen time. But what I was saying to Trey is, of course Mad Max has been around longer than Furiosa because he predates the apocalypse. Mad yes, Max yes. predates everything. Yeah, that that too. Yeah, he was living in a normal society in a normal world. He predates the fall of civilization. It's not until the Road Warrior, when he's in his thirties, that civilization has yes. fallen. When he's in his twenties, he's he's living a normal life. Yeah, like society is on its downturn by then. but Basically where we are now. Yeah, there's still society. Basically where we are right now yeah. is what the original Mad Max was, where society was getting a little teetering on violence. and Yeah. But, yeah. <clears throat> Check out Trey hanging out for the entire show today. So, did you ever... Did you ever, as a civilian, when I talk about civilian, non-porn star, when you were <laughs> a dude jerking off to trannies, did you ever reach out to a porn star? Did you ever write one? No, I don't think so. Why? No, I was just curious because, uh, of course, I know that you were a fan of Vicky, of, of Vicky Richter, which has disappeared, and I was a fan of Morgan Bailey, but I, I was interested because we receive 300 400 messages every single day well social media is much different now than it was back then too well i mean uh so i was just curious if you ever like sent you know a message to a porn star just to say hey i like your work or i think you're amazing you're great you're so pretty anything like that no i did (laughs) who did you reach out to not a big porn star it's a little bit embarrassing Uh uh-oh i was always heavily into the dominating uh 
black on white sissy boy and all that stuff. So there was a, a chick. I wouldn't say she is a porn star. Most people won't even know her. I think Raven will. Um, but she was kind of a little sissy, kind of a crossdresser. I don't even think she was trans. Uh, but I jerked off a lot to her shit because I liked her work. And that was Alexis St. James. Oh, my God. Yeah. You fucking nasty hoe. Uh, so I, I jerked off and I wrote Alexis St. James. <laughs> uh, back, uh, yeah, before I was in the business or anything. She's been around fucking forever. I don't even know if yeah, she's in I the business anymore. I don't even know if she's still. But in the 90s she was. And um, she, there was a time where she looked really good. You know, even though she wasn't technically transsexual, there was a few videos. She looks amazing. And she takes dick well, and she's nasty, bitch. She's nasty. <laughs> and I loved, I, I like nasty porn. And she was always extremely nasty. And uh, so I reached out to her, and I said, hey, uh, I, I love your work. Um, yeah, I was a fucking <laughs> dorky, nerdy fan. Yeah, I, I, I sent with the messages I always get. So it's kind of surreal for me because I get those messages. So I was just curious if there was ever a time where you were the fan girl and you reached out to a porn star saying, oh, I love your work. And you were the lame fan because I, I have been the lame fan. <clears throat> it wasn't even a big star that I reached out to. However, I will say she responded. She thanked me. She called me hon. Uh, she was very polite. And I took that as, you know, puffed out my chest. Oh, Alexis St. James actually responded and said something to me and acknowledged me. And I, I'm like, okay, even though it's weird for Made me. Made you the pervert you are today. I, I would say that she inspired uh, some of my content uh, because she was a very dirty girl. She wasn't nearly as verbal or aggressive as I am. No, no, not at all. I took a lot of inspiration from Morgan. When Morgan tops, Morgan's a bitch. <laughs> She's intense. Have you ever seen Morgan in a topping scene? No. Especially with a guy? Oh, my God. She works that motherfucker over. My allergies are wrecking me. Right I, I, I've noticed that. But, yeah, Morgan fucks dudes a lot. But she'll fucking talk some massive shit. She's mean. <laughs> so when I was I was coming up, I was watching Alexis St. James and Morgan Bailey. So they were my inspiration in creating, you know, what was my persona going to be in porn? And Morgan Bailey was a bad girl and uh, Alexis St. James was a bad girl. That's kind of the direction I went. And you kind of went in the direction of the blonde bimbo. Well, the that's, Vicky Richter. that's kind of what Vicky Richter was. Because you wanted to be a bimbo. I wanted to be a gutter skink. <laughs> that was what I was going for. I was going for gutter skank. You were going for bimbo. Well, and it was weird because I I was looking up some pictures of Vicky Richter a couple years ago and something clicked and I I was looking at a specific picture of Vicki Richter and then I was like, wait a second. And I started clicking through my own pictures <laughs> and I found a picture where Vicki Richter and myself and we looked almost identical in these two pictures. It was, it was weird. I, I took some inspiration on some of my looks from Morgan, 
But I, I will admit to the fact that some of my uh, looks, I have directly uh, been inspired by Trixie Von Teese for some of my looks. There are some of my looks that I put together, especially when I put the, the facial tats on and everything, that I, I draw inspiration from Trixie Von Teese and try to go for that kind of look. Or the Nadia Love look. You know, when I get the neck tattoos and everything, I'm going for the Nadia Love look. Uh, so I do draw inspiration from other porn stars. Like if I'll flip through my Twitter feed, I'll see a really hot porn star that I love her fucking look. It's a really cool look. I'll seal that shit. I'll go, I want to try that look. I'm going to try that look and see if it goes over my cam audience. See if that uh, look makes me some money. See if I can pull off that look. <laughs> uh, yeah, I'm, I'm always looking at uh, different fucking porn stars try to get inspiration for different looks every day is halloween for me you have the liberty though especially with like the temp tattoos because yes they are temporary but (laughs) to an extent yes i can't put one on say on a tuesday night and wait a few days and for it to be it, ready yeah, to come off. Have it be gone Wednesday morning when I go into work. Yeah, if you have to take those things off the next day, you yes. got to scrub yes. your skin off to get them off. And I can't do that. M. Black's is gutter skank. Now, let me explain M. Black, because me and Raven have drastically different fan bases, even though we both have equally large fan bases. There are several sites that, that uh, Raven is significantly larger than my numbers, and there's several sites that I'm significantly long, larger than her numbers. But in the course of things, I would say me and Raven are pretty down the fucking middle when it comes to fan bases about... 50% of our, all of our fan base, most, I would say 99% of our fan base likes us both, but they all prefer one or the other. They have a favorite of the two. And I would say it's a good down the fucking line. It's almost amazingly 50, 50. And it all comes down to if a man likes good girls or bad girls, do you like the good girl? Do you like the bad girl? What kind of guy are you? You attracted to the good girl or the bad girl? And that is how our fan base is divided. The guys who are looking for a beautiful transsexual to spend the rest of their life with, to marry, to settle down uh, with, somebody they can see themselves being romantically involved with or in love with, they fucking immediately gravitate towards Raven. She is somebody they can see themselves falling in love with. Me, I'm the person they can see banging out in a bathroom stall in a club or in a back alley behind a club or behind a dumpster. (laughs) I'm the bitch that smells like perfume and dumpster juice. I'm the bitch that'll suck the soul out of your dick in a back alley or in your fucking car where you're the girl that they'll take out to a nice dinner And has some class to you whatsoever. Where I am completely classless fuck toy. I am nothing but fucking ghetto fuck garbage. Whereas you're considered... Ghetto fuck garbage. Yeah. Where you're more like... And, and a lot of guys, at least half of them, are immensely sexually trying to ghetto fuck garbage. But the other half... <laughs> want the classy girl they can take out to a nice restaurant and they can fall in love with and they they can put they can picture themselves doing romantic things like clasping a little necklace around her neck and shit things they cannot picture with me <laughs> so it's it's amazing to me that our fans are so split down the middle because i would say not, every once in a while we'll have a rogue fan they'll talk shit about one or the other 
and then we nip that shit in the butt immediately. But I would say 99% of our fans are mutual fans. They enjoy both of us. They, they're fans of both of us. Almost equally. Almost. But every fan out there has a personal favorite who they Ebony lean towards and them. Ivory. Yeah. We, we're we're kind of like Fade and Raban. We're, we're complete opposites of each other, but we bring to the table as a duo something for every man. There is something in our partnership for every fan because a man's seeking one thing or the other. And what I am not, you are. What you are not, I am. And it's this, we, we are so different that no matter what your kinks or your likes are or your personal fucking tastes are, you're going to gravitate towards one of us. And it's pretty well 50 50. <clears throat> of course, I'm black. Fucking dirty bitch. I know I got in black. I'm confident I got in black. I know that there are a few things like I can't fix a car to save my life. I'm going to say Raven, help me. But when it comes to black men, Oh, I am fucking black famous. I am the shit. I, I have spent my entire career making content for black men. I have catered to the black audience more than any other audience, period. The only other audience that I cater to that comes even close is sissies, white sissies. But I, my whole career has been because I don't think black men get their due. Yeah, there's interracial porn out there, but I don't think there's any mainstreamers that literally specialize in fucking making content, not interracial, but just content to appeal to black men. And my content's all about, hey, I'm trying to get black men off and I'm pretty fucking open about it. I mean, I'll post on Twitter. Yeah, I'm a fucking black owned piece of shit white boy and uh, I'm trying to get black men off. And when I'm making this video, I'm hoping black men are jerking off to it. I don't give a shit about the white boys. And I'm pretty fucking open about that. So that's why I consider myself black famous. So I know I got in black. Because he knows I appreciate black men. Well, good for you. I appreciate my black kings. And I treat my black kings right. You, but you get clients. I don't. They're scared of me. I'm the kind of bitch that are like, that one's going to have somebody there mug me when I get there. Oh, <laughs> But you're trustworthy. <laughs> you're sweet. Oh, yeah, I'm so sweet. You, okay, you are beautiful and sweet. <laughs> I am very sexual and nasty. Now, here's the thing, though. What that's, it's just KFAB. It's all KFAB. Because I happen to know that your entire persona, my entire persona, is fake. You know I'm fake. I know you're fake. Because you ain't sweet. You're not a good girl in any way. In fact, you are a total gutter skink. You just happen to give off naturally a good girl vibe. However, you are far from a good girl. You are a fucking slut. You are a nasty oh, bitch. fuck you. You are a nasty bitch. I mean, it comes out in videos, but you a nasty bitch. When guys hear what you actually like in videos, they realize this is a nasty ass bitch. But your whole persona, the vibe you give off is sweet and you know, have a relationship with me. They don't know how fucked up you are until they watch your videos. I wear my fucked up on the sleeve. 
you keep your fucked up hidden under a shell of I'm classy. No. <laughs> yes. I'm classy. See me on my e-bike with my big dumb cup. I don't own a big dumb cup. <laughs> I'm peddling my e-bike to Whole Foods. I don't go to Whole Foods. <laughs> That's because there isn't one here. Otherwise, I wouldn't go anywhere. You'd be kicking down the fucking door. Where's the pumpkin spice? And yes, I do ride my bike to the grocery store. I'm trying to do my part to save the planet. Oh, oh, fucking white. Jesus <laughs> Christ, he sounds so white. But I, I was just saying that your persona of being a good girl and the sweet one they want to marry and be romantically involved with is uh, mostly based on KFAB. That is definite KFAB. That is not the reality. You you keep your freak flag hidden much better than I do. It's it's there. It's just as big. You're just better at hiding it. I tell people I am the personification of lady in the street, freak in the sheets. Yeah, you're you're really fucking sick and twisted. But <laughs> I mean, yeah, you're you're pretty sick and twisted. In fact, the, there's a new video we just shot last night. You guys will be able to see very soon. I just did the rough cut before you came. I, uh, I just need to impart that new footage you gave me. And then I should be able to have it done tonight. It depends. If you want to hang out tonight, then I probably won't get it done tonight. But if you go home, then I'll probably sit down and crank it out. I'm probably going to go home. I, that- I need to take... The only reason I didn't take allergy meds is because allergy medications knock me out and I didn't want to be knocked out for the show. And for all of our listeners that have not joined one of our loyal fans, you know, first of all, uh, our loyal fans is cheap as fuck. It's, it's $10. I don't know how much yours is. $10. Yeah, it's $10. And, and there, there's like ridiculous amounts of fucking content on our our loyal fans. And I don't care whose loyal fans you join. If you want to spend the $10 on Raven, do that. If you want to spend on me, do that. Whoever you're a fan of, it doesn't bother either one of us. We, we know you're fans of us both. But the reason I bring this up is because if you are a member of our loyal fans or my website or her website, then this video that we shot last night yeah. will be hitting those probably within a day or two at most. And it is long. God damn, we came back with an, uh, over an hour of footage and I whittled that down to a, a, a 45 minute scene and it's just an intense fucking scene. I'm proud of this one. So you guys are- And if, you'll, you'll see what we're like. It's more like a behind the scenes, yeah. you get to be a fly on the wall for one of our more intense- Yeah. So if, if you're a member of our loyal fans or, or websites, you're going to see this video. And we Both Raven and I are pretty proud of this video we filmed last night because it got off the fucking charts wild. So we would love to hear feedback once you guys watch it. So you guys that are members of our loyal fans or websites, uh, once you watch this video, we would love to hear your input. Just send <laughs> us a direct message or a message or something. Tell us how you like it. Uh, yeah, if you're a member of my website or my loyal fans, you'll see it. And I'll probably eventually put it on many vids because it's just you and I. So it's easy to tag. It'll take them fucking four weeks to, to okay it, but at least it'll pass without any paperwork. So, because it, everything you have to do extra, like uploading all your paperwork for the scene, delays their process even worse. 
ManyVids just has the worst upload process of any fucking yes, site out they there. Do. And what angers me about it is they used to be the shit. Their mm-hmm. site used to be as uh, fucking effortless as loyal fans. Loyal fan has that shit down. All right, people. So anyway, uh, we love you, and we hope we entertained you a little bit today on this this fucking uh, decent Saturday. Weather is decent today. It's rainy, but at least it's yeah, not it's 18 not. degrees outside. Yeah. But anyway, guys, we hope we entertained you. We love you. Peace. Bye, guys. Hi, guys. I have some fun on you. Anyway, I'm going to suck your fucking dick. <laughs>